Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm excited. We have a poem submission for this week, and this week's poem comes from Ioife Burke. And Ioife is sending us greetings from Ireland. I'm so glad you're with us. I'm going to read an excerpt from your poem, What Will I Find Here? What will I find here if I let myself float in ginger and lemon and lavender? If I feel their warmth on the back of my neck, Feel those waves wash through my tangles and knots, sweeping downstream the anger, the shame, the stories I've no need to claim anymore. If I let the current take me where I need to go and breathe, just breathe. Inhale faith. Exhale fear. Give space for life to ebb and flow here. Give up that endless fight. Let go. If I watch my body sweat out the past, see it rise from my bones, out my skin, up into the steam, not ruining anything, but adding, just adding, a new tint to the sky scent, beautifully bitter, refreshingly free. This is how release smells, like gently cracking open my chest, leaving my heart bare as an open lily pad, laying with my arms outstretched, no defense, no apology, just rest, just breath, just me. Me pouring out and the world pouring in, this is what I have feared. So what will I find here? A game with no rules for all ages. A recipe for something sweet I tasted as a child. A guest bedroom I had locked up, now welcoming new friends. A tea that soothes the headache I had gotten used to. A dance I know all the moves to, because I made them up as I go along. As in all music, there are pauses to play. Full, whole, deep silences rising up through the rhythms, through the heart of the valley, through the mess sprawled out between my head and my toes. This quiet is the best gift. And these bounties I have found are not store-bought. They are ancestral heirlooms. They have been here. They have been waiting for me. They have been calling me back to myself, to this moment, right here. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. Ioife, I 
love your poem. And it really speaks to our homecoming, a beautiful description of the things we have feared are often the very things that we need. The silence, the pause, our inner music, our inheritance, the gift of rest, the gift of breath. So thank you. Thank you so much for writing that poem and sharing it with us. And it is in alignment with what we're going to talk about today, which is chronic fatigue. And there are those of you who experience exhaustion. There are some who have difficulty sleeping related to depression, related to medical conditions, uh, related to stress. Uh, and then there are those who live with chronic fatigue syndrome. And so uh, chronic fatigue syndrome is a complicated disorder, which is characterized by extreme fatigue that lasts for at least six months. And that can't be fully explained by an underlying medical condition. The fatigue worsens with physical or mental activity, but it usually doesn't improve with rest. So you can take a nap and wake up still feeling exhausted. So your sleep is not refreshing. Uh, you may have difficulties with memory, focus, and concentration. You may also experience dizziness that worsens with moving from lying down or sitting to standing. The cause of chronic fatigue syndrome is unknown, although there are a range of theories that attribute it to viral infections, to psychological stress, to it being hereditary. Some experts believe that it is triggered by a combination of these factors. So there is an important recognition of whether you meet the full criteria and have been given the diagnosis for chronic fatigue or whether you are just in a state of exhaustion and feeling that your sleep is not restful or restorative, whether you have very limited energy and have difficulty refilling your tank, I want to spend this time talking to you with an acknowledgement uh, that as I am describing, there is a range of severity that you may experience as it relates to your fatigue. And so knowing yourself is very important as we think about ways of coping uh, with our fatigue and ways of really caring for nurturing ourselves and nourishing ourselves. And so as we think about the ways that we can really honor ourselves in this process, it's important that we acknowledge it, first of all, in a non-shaming way, because many people uh, have been given shameful responses by family or friends, right? Some people will say, oh, you're just being lazy, um, or you're just making excuses, or you're simply um, unmotivated and not recognizing uh, the physical, medical, psychological condition that you are living with. And so uh, some of the additional causes can be challenges with your immune system, there's also uh, some research finding connections with hormonal imbalances, as well as experiences of physical or emotional trauma. 
We have seen uh, chronic fatigue show up across the lifespan in young people and in young adults and middle-aged adults. We see that women are more likely uh, to receive the diagnosis, but it is evident uh, in women and men and those who are non-binary. And it can create a lot of difficulty in your life. So it can restrict your lifestyle, what you have the capacity to do because of the level of fatigue you live with. It can affect your work life because you're not able to show up with the frequency or with the capacity that you would if you were able to really achieve or attain rest. It can also make difficulties with relationships, family, friends, romantic partners. Often people misunderstand and can take your challenges with energy and fatigue personally. Some people will take it as disrespect or a lack of care or being insensitive because they don't fully understand or acknowledge the condition that you live with. And so as a result of both the physical challenges as well as the career, educational, and social challenges, it can also uh, result in depression. And so we want to really be mindful of what our specific experiences have been and what have been the cost, what have been the challenges uh, for you personally as it relates to your inability to really feel restored, refreshed, energized. And so I want to give a couple of practical uh, tools and strategies. So that first one was acknowledgement, self-awareness instead of shame or condemnation, even when others do not understand. And I know for many of us, there is a desire to be understood. And so when people misunderstand you, uh, that can be very stressful and challenging. So it's going to be important as you acknowledge the realities of chronic fatigue that you begin to plan out your life differently so that you balance activities with rest. And that rhythm, that pace, that schedule is going to look different from other people around you. Right. So others may be able to say they're going to do these five things and then they're going to rest at the end of the day. And you may really need to say, Oh, if my aim is to do one or two of these very important things, let me keep it to that limit. And I may even need to rest in between. So learning your own tank, your own radar to know when your energy is uh, being diminished or depleted and starting to plan your life accordingly. And so recognizing what are the things that take energy out of you that may not take energy out of other people. So we have to release comparison. We have to release self-judgment. We have to release the race to keep up with people who are around you, right? Because their body, their system is not functioning in the same way as yours. It doesn't work in the same way as yours. And so it's going to be really important for you to pace and schedule your life in a way that honors the rhythm of your fatigue and your need to refuel. 
Now, in addition to awareness, acceptance, and self-compassion, as well as shifting the pace of your life, it's also going to be important to be intentional about your planning, given any difficulties with memory and focus or concentration. And so developing memory aids uh, is going to be really important. That might take the form of more actively using your calendar, coming up with to-do lists, having reminders on your phone, placing sticky notes around your house, around your desk, by your bed or your mirror, uh, so that you can remember, especially because uh, when you are awakened, it can be uh, so much effort just to get out of the bed, just to try to mobilize. And so items that you wanted to do may end up falling through the cracks, right? So whether those are work items or social connections. And so thinking about what is the strategy that I would like to try to implement so that I can recall, so that I can be reminded of the things that are important to me. In addition, it's going to be important to uh, save your energy, to not expend all your energy, especially on things that are actually not priorities. So you will need to recategorize, reprioritize what you commit to, what you say yes to, and what you have to say no to, right? So in some ways, we have to save our energy for our yeses. And so becoming more comfortable, more confident, more free to express your no's, right? That you cannot say yes to everything and to everyone, even some things that you would like to do because the energy just isn't there. And so to really think through what are the possible ways that I could spend my energy and then what is most important to me. And so in order to do what's most important, let me honor the gift of boundaries. Let me honor my no and refuse to be peer pressured or bullied into dishonoring myself, right? Ignoring my own body temple because you will learn if you have not already discovered that the body will shut down, right? And so do we want to wait until that happens or start to take the level of authority, control, stewardship uh, over ourselves, right? And so what are the things that uh, you can release doing? What are the things that you can say no to? And also, what are the things that you can do in a different way uh, so that they aren't so draining, right? So if it's uh, needing to make contact with someone, if the Zoom is more exhausting than a phone call, then saying, I'm not able to join by Zoom, I'll have to join by phone, right? If uh, some items uh, require a whole lot of meetings before the actual uh, activity, 
and you say, okay, this looks like it's one thing, but once I really measure it out and count up all that's going to be required to get to the one thing, then I don't have it, right? Then I cannot do that. Versus other opportunities or other experiences, I will get some uh, nourishment out of them. They are more time limited. They are with people that are less exhausting for me. And so we have to learn ourselves, learn our system, and then also figure out the ways in which you can cut back uh, in terms of your energy. And so for some of you, that might look like ordering in, uh, ordering delivery instead of having to go out in terms of shopping. It might look like trying to buy things in bulk so you don't have to go out so many times. And so what are the ways that you can preserve your energy? And then it's going to be important to discover what are things you can enjoy that take less energy, right? So previously, if you have not always uh, dealt with chronic fatigue, there may have been things that you love to do, but in this season of your life, you just don't have the energy to do them. And so while, uh, yes, that is a loss, you may have uh, grief and disappointment about some of the things you used to be able to do that you cannot do anymore. And it's also important to know that it's not high energy things or nothing, right? But to begin to explore and experiment with what are the things that I can find pleasure in, that I can find enjoyment in that don't take as much out of me, right? So that might be reading, it may be writing, it may be listening to music, it may be watching your favorite show or watching a movie, It may be arts and crafts that don't take as much time or take as much energy like beadwork. It may also mean shifting uh, the foods that you cooked, right? So maybe you used to love to cook, but it would take like hours and hours. And so if I can discover or create some recipes that take less time, but still give me a sense of agency, a sense of enjoyment, a sense of pleasure, Right. And so begin to think intentionally about what you can enjoy that doesn't take so much out of you. You also want to pay attention to what you eat. So I have said uh, several times on this podcast, your food affects your mood, your food affects your mood. And so uh, when you have challenges with energy, with exhaustion, you want to be mindful to not have a diet that's high in sugar. You want to reduce your sugar intake. You want to reduce uh, refined carbohydrates. You want to reduce saturated fats so that your energy is not drained by those foods. You also really want to consider eliminating artificial sweeteners. You want to consider cutting back, reducing, eliminating alcohol and caffeine because both of those will have uh, effects on your energy resources. You may also want to think about having smaller, more frequent meals, because when you eat something, it's giving you some energy, right? So I may want to eat a little now. That will give me energy for this task I'm about to do, and then I'm going to take a rest, 
And then maybe in two hours, I'm going to have something else that will also give me a bit of energy, right? So thinking about not only the pace of your activities, but also the pacing of your meals. Uh, while it may seem impossible, it will also be helpful to think about increasing some physical activity, right? Or, or incorporating some physical activity in your day. That moving our bodies, connecting with our bodies can restore us and energize us. And so if it aligns with you, and I know you probably will have to take it day by day, and it will depend on the time of day, if you're able to get out and walk, um, or if you're able to do some stretching, some yoga or Pilates, or being able to dance, if you like dancing like me, that that movement can help both your physical well-being and your emotional well-being. And so instead of the same way with the eating of trying to spread out your meals, you may also need to spread out your exercise, right? So you may do a few minutes of exercise and then rest. And then later in the day, you may do some more stretches and rest. And then in the evening, you may do some additional uh, stretching or moving. So it doesn't have to be a large chunk of time all at once, right? Then it will be important to develop your sleep schedule, right? That even though when you awaken, uh, you often still feel very uh, exhausted, it still is important to allow your body to rest, right? Even if you don't feel like you're you're gaining any or all of the benefits, uh, your body does receive benefit from your rest. And so you want to come up with a sleep schedule, and then remove uh, distractions, especially kind of uh, digital uh, distractions that are uh, keeping your mind racing or television, radio, phone. Uh, you want to give yourself the gift of quiet, the gift of stillness, the gift of silence so that you can uh, unwind to the capacity that your body will allow. And then finally, it is important to have some people, a few people, someone who gets it, right? While we uh, never want to set ourselves up with the frustration of believing everybody has to understand or uh, that everybody has to validate, it is important to have some people in your life who, who get it, who acknowledge it. And that may be a family member, it may be a friend, a partner, it may be a therapist. Uh, it may be helpful to join a support group, whether in person or virtually, where you can be in conversation with people who are compassionate, who are empathetic, who are understanding, and who can show up with kindness and respect for what you live with and the ways in which you need to live to honor the rhythm of your life. And so as you come home to yourself, know that you are worthy of self-compassion and the compassion of others. To know that you are worthy of a fulfilling life, even if it looks different or slower or less intense than the life you imagined, that you can still paint 
a beautiful picture. You can create a beautiful melody with the energy that you do have. And while I know that there uh, can be grief, disappointment, and frustration are a part of the story, are a part of your life and a part of your experience, understandably so, to also think about while I am grieving my losses, what is the life that I want to live uh, with what I am able to do and to honor myself for that. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Thank you.